from passion for sport, this is Cameroon Roars. It's our daily look at what's happening at the 2021 Africa Cup of Nations finals in Cameroon. And I'm Steve Vickers. Yeah, welcome to the show. Day 11 it is, and what a huge shock yesterday as Ghana were eliminated after losing to Comoros. Uh, Senegal progressed, but they are still looking below par. We'll assess the Taranga Lions on the show. Also, we look ahead to today's Group D games as Nigeria play Guinea-Bissau and Egypt face Sudan. And we look back to the controversy that saw Guinea-Bissau denied an equaliser by the VAR against Egypt over the weekend. We are very disappointed because all the players come to the dress room, all the players start to cry. Let's start with Ghana being knocked out in one of the biggest upsets ever at the Africa Cup of Nations as they lost 3-2 to Comoros, who are at the tournament for the first time. El Fadu Ben Nabuhani gave Comoros an early lead and then Ghana captain Andre Ayew was sent off for a foul on the keeper, this in a game that Ghana had to win to have a chance of making it through to the round of 16. Ahmed Mani put Comoros 2-0 up as it got worse for the Black Stars, but then Ghana came back to make it 2-2 with 13 minutes left, but with Ghana committing men forward, Mogni scored again in the 85th minute. It's Ghana's first group stage exit since 2006. They last won the Nations Cup in 1982, some 40 years ago. Well, after the match, the Ghana coach Milovan Rajovac insisted my target was to qualify Ghana for the 2022 World Cup and I'm looking forward to qualifying Ghana for the World Cup in March in the final playoff round. Uh, that's if he's still going to be in the job by then. More on this on tomorrow's show. Uh, Gabon drew 2-2 with Morocco in the other game in Group C. Morocco finished top on seven points, Gabon on five points, Comoros on three points and Ghana on one. Well, Senegal finished top of Group B with a goalless draw with Malawi. Both teams had chances and Malawi could qualify for the knockout stage for the first time as one of the best third-place teams. Uh, Senegal are still looking below their best. They were back to full strength for the first time with goalkeeper Edward Mendy and captain Khalidou Koulibaly making their first appearances in Cameroon after getting COVID. In the other game in the group, Zimbabwe put up a strong performance to beat Guinea 2-1. The Warriors were already out and a Guinea go through as runners-up. Captain Knowledge Musona and Kuda Mahachi put the Warriors 2-0 up by half-time. Guinea captain Nabi Keita scored early in the second half and Zimbabwe had to deal with intense pressure from Guinea for the rest of the game. In that match, Salima Mukansanga made history as the first female centre referee at the Nations Cup, Mukansanga from Rwanda. So the standings in Group B, Senegal 5 points, Guinea 4, Malawi 4, but they finish in 3rd, and Zimbabwe on 3 points. Uh, so I'm joined by African football expert Solis Chukwu in Lagos, Nigeria. Uh, what's your assessment of Senegal so far, Solis? I thought Senegal were desperately poor, just as they have been right the way through the group stage. The narrative before the game was that playing in blazing heat of the early afternoon had affected their performances against Zimbabwe and Guinea. And so for many, this was a chance to see the real face of Senegal, who have been Africa's top-ranked team for over three years. Um, but that expectation was short-lived, unfortunately. One might even say Ayusise uh, made a defensive move to face Malawi, bringing in an extra defensive midfielder in Leicester's Nampali's Mendy. Still, the control he was apparently looking for never came, and if anything, Senegal looked desperately short of ideas with such a negative selection in the middle. 
so I think a lot of credit should go to Malawi. They they stayed very well organized in their shape. They picked their moments to step out and engage out of possession, and they were very clever in their use of throw-ins to put Senegal under pressure. Um, Nyasa Big Bullets left back Gomez Garnicherwa was particularly impressive and actually had a penalty award rescinded on VAR review in circumstances I did not exactly agree with. So overall, I came away more impressed with Malawi, even though Senegal won the group by virtue of their, you know, goalless draw. Uh, in, in three matches now, Senegal have only scored one goal, uh, none of them from open play. Uh, there is not a lot to like about CC's side in this tournament, to be honest. And you have to imagine the pressure on him will only increase on the back of these diabolical showings in Cameroon. Yes, Senegal certainly not looking like Africa's top-ranked team so far, but uh, there is uh, a long way to go. And now tomorrow, Guinea-Bissau play Nigeria, needing a win after things didn't go their way on Saturday in a 1-0 defeat to Egypt. Mohamed Salah scored for the Pharaohs on 69 minutes, but Guinea-Bissau fought hard and Mama Balde smashed in what looked to be an equaliser for Guinea-Bissau in the closing minutes, only for the VAR to count it out for a foul in the build-up. Olawashinakaleji spoke to Guinea-Bissau forward Pele. We are very disappointed because all the players come to the dress room, all the players start to cry because uh, we know we did a very good job, we tried to win the game, so all the players disappoint, everyone cry in the dressing room because we know we did our maximum to win this game. So we played a great team. The great team, and the, now we need to go against Nigeria to show our quality again. How much do you know of the Nigerian team? Do you know the players and the team? I know the Nigerian team because it's a great team. Uh, they win the two games, so we need, we we know we must to do our best to to fight against them for the three points. How important is it for a team like Guinea-Bissau to be playing in this tournament? It's a very important for us because our country we need the. Um, as for to show everybody, Guinea-Bissau is is small team, is small team, is small country, but we are the great uh, great players, and we we need to show everybody Guinea-Bissau. We fight every single uh, can for for do our country proud of us. Finally, you said the players were crying when they saw that goal being ruled out. If it had stayed, how would that make you feel? I feel very bad, very bad, because me, I'm one of the players who won't win the games. Uh, I don't like to lose. I don't like to lose. And my teammates don't like to lose. Losing this uh, like this is very hard. I saw every player cry because we know we did a very good job, I say before. And now we need to, um, to keep going, to keep going to show our quality. So Guinea-Bissau looked very unlucky. Uh, as I say, the VAR disallowed their goal for a foul in the build-up. And I must say, I wasn't that convinced by that decision, Solis. Oh, it was a crushing decision, Steve. I, I was not convinced either, I have to say. For one thing, it was an absolutely marvellous strike of the ball from Amabalde. I mean, he was already getting goal of the tournament shouts. It was so good. So already from that standpoint, you can see why the decision was received so poorly from neutral observers. Uh, for Guinea-Bissau, though, it had an even greater significance as it's the goal that could have earned them a famous and important point against Egypt and also significantly improved their chances of progressing from the group stage. So for VAR to come into play in those circumstances was doubly disappointing. 
it just exposes the element of subjectivity that makes VAR so unpopular to this point. I, I mean, if the idea is that technology only intervenes when the infringement is clear and obvious, then unless the referee did not see that incident at all, it cannot possibly have been clear and obvious that, you know, his call was wrong. I mean, this was two players grappling with each other by the touchline, with one coming out victorious. So a VAR review would either... Uh, be a consideration of who started grappling first or whose grappling was more forceful. Uh, and this brings us right around to subjectivity, which is what we already had before the technology was introduced. So really, when you think about it, both the process and in this case, the decision itself proved to be deeply unsatisfactory for all parties concerned. Thanks, Alice, and we'll look ahead to Guinea-Bissau's game against Nigeria shortly. This is Cameroon Roars, brought to you by Passion for Sport, show coming to you every day throughout the 2021 Africa Cup of Nations, online, on radio, and on our app. To download the app, go to the Play Store or the Apple iTunes App Store and enter Planet Sport Football Africa. And our website is planetsport.tv. In the blog section there, Russ Bravo looks at the pressure of winning on the teams and how everyone can be a winner with faith. That's on our website, planetsport.tv, in the blog section. Let's go to social media now. Yesterday we asked her, why are some of the big names not shining at the AFCON? Riyad Mahrez, Sadio Mane and Mohamed Salah went to the Nations Cup as three of the biggest names, but they've all been below their best, along with some of the other stars with big clubs in Europe. So we asked, why do you think they're not shining? Is it tactics, the weather, exhaustion, lack of commitment or something else? We start with Abi Kadri in Nigeria saying, star players always shine when we get to the knockout stage. Uh, Musa Ba in the Gambia says this is Africa and it's not always easy playing in Africa. Salman Cyrus in Nigeria says the style of African football and the tactics are very different and the pitch and the atmosphere too, says Salman. St. Daniel Nduka in Nigeria says you wouldn't expect Salah to outplay everyone like with Liverpool when there's no Henderson, Mane and Fabinho. Same thing for Mares. This is African football, says St. Daniel Nduka. Zo Mbarena Kortu in Sierra Leone says the truth is that football in its entirety is improving all around the globe. It's just that as Africans, we're too late to be tactical. Zone X B Kenalepe in Botswana says it's due to man-marking, uh, teams targeting those are big high-profile players. And Thomas Akon Mensa in Liberia says it's the ways of the club and their coaches. Because of that, they're not playing well at the AFCON. And Atursu Moses in Nigeria says physical football is different from English football. That's what the superstars need to know. Well, thanks a lot for those views and today on social media asking what do you think about Ghana's group stage exit? Uh, their 3-2 defeat to Comoros is one of the biggest upsets ever at the AFCON uh, with the lowly ranked Comoros at the tournament for the first time. It's Ghana's first group stage exit since 2006. They last won the Nations Cup 40 years ago. Uh, so what do you think went wrong for the Black Stars and what do they need to do with the team? You can post a comment on our Facebook page, that's Planet Sport Football Africa, or send us a WhatsApp to plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. That's plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. And what do you think about Ghana's group stage exit? 
Okay, two matches on today as Group D concludes. It's Guinea-Bissau playing Nigeria in Garwa and Egypt against Sudan in Yaoundé. Both matches kicking off at 19 GMT. Nigeria have six points, Egypt on three, Guinea-Bissau and Sudan both on one point. Any surprises coming tonight, Solis? I think if there are any surprises today, it will probably have to do with Nigeria making changes to the starting lineup for the sake of freshness. Uh, reports coming out of the camp state that this is a possibility and as many as seven alterations are being mooted for the game against Guinea-Bissau. Uh, that is the luxury of having already qualified as top of the group, of course. However, the jury is very much out on the desirability of this and personally, I think that that many changes would be counterproductive. Uh, manager Austin Eguavon has only been in charge for two competitive matches now. If anything, I think he needs as much time as possible with this team in a competitive setting in order to sharpen the execution of his ideas. Uh, but if he decides to go with the changes, it could play into the hands of Guinea-Bissau, who need a win to qualify or put themselves in the frame to qualify. Nigeria, of course, suffered one of the great Afghan shocks in 2019 when they lost to Madagascar after fielding a heavily rotated lineup. So... There is definitely a window to um, spring something here for Basiro Kande's side. A win could see them finish either in second or third, depending on how the other game in the group goes. Uh, speaking of the other game, Egypt came back from the dead, as it were, in their <laughs> second game, and now they have their destiny in their own hands. Uh, basically, a draw against Sudan should be enough to see them through in second place, regardless of the result elsewhere. Um, that's because, you know, they have a superior head-to-head record to Guinea-Bissau. Um, they had their fair share of both fortune and misfortune against Guinea-Bissau, striking the post uh, multiple times. But then they had that goal for the Jutus um, disallowed, as we discussed already. Uh, for, from their point of view, it was not only important to win in their last game, but also for Mohamed Salah to score. Uh, you know, he's their talisman and... Um, thankfully, he looked a lot livelier after a muted display against Nigeria. Uh, I think Egypt's progress is tied almost entirely to its production. So, um, if they get the result that they need against Sudan, I would think that it will also be important for Salah to continue his good form in order for Egypt to stand a real chance of making a deep run in Cameroon. Well, thanks there to Solis Chukwu, African football expert in Lagos in Nigeria. Uh, who knows what kind of surprises might still be ahead of us at, at this 2021 Africa Cup of Nations. A quick recap of tonight's fixtures. Just the two games as Group D concludes. Both matches are on at 19 GMT. Guinea-Bissau playing Nigeria and Egypt facing Sudan. From me, Steve Vickers and Solis Chukwu, the show is back tomorrow. And Cameroon Roars is a Passion for Sport production.